0: the Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael, and during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue, and please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael.
1: All right, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Now here's where this idea of the three levels of salvation comes from, or the three levels of glory, or if some have mistakenly thought, three levels of heaven. It's taken out of context in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 38. But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him, and to every seed his own body. Now, what is the context of 1 Corinthians 15? It's the resurrection. That's the general subject. And then in particular, in this portion of Scripture, the resurrection body, the kind of bodies that we'll have when we're resurrected. Verse 39, all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. A celestial body is a heavenly body, a body suited for heaven. The way we know this, if you back up to verse 39, Paul talks about the flesh of man that is suited for his environment. Then the flesh of beasts suited for their environment, the flesh of fishes suited for a completely different environment underwater, and then the flesh of birds that are suited for the environment in the air. This is the the lesson that Paul is teaching us here. So then in verse 40, he talks about celestial bodies, heavenly ones, and then bodies terrestrial, earthly ones. But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So clearly, by reading the context of these verses, we understand that Paul is not teaching two, much less three levels of salvation. What he is teaching is he is teaching there are two kinds of bodies. The body that's suited for life on this earth, and we have it now, and then in the resurrection, God is going to give us a body suited for life in heaven. That is all he is telling us. And he is saying there is a celestial body That is the heavenly body. He's saying there's a terrestrial body, the earthly body. Well, Mormon theology has picked up on this and made the celestial glory, the highest glory of salvation, the terrestrial, the second level of salvation, and then coined a word telestial, the third level, and then added uh, perdition as sort of a quasi hell. All right, let's take a look at the fact that Mormon salvation is a gospel of works. Article 4, the Articles of Faith by Talmadge. Once again, I quote, We believe that the first principles and ordinances of the gospel are first, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Second, repentance. Third, baptism by immersion for the remission of sins. Fourth, laying on of the hands for the gift of of the Holy Ghost. A 31-page booklet entitled The Plan of Salvation by the Mormon Church states, quote, we consider that enough has been said to establish the principles we have advanced, and we will call upon all to whom these words shall come to exercise faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ, to repent of their sins, to be baptized for the remission of them, to receive the laying on of the hands for the gift of the Holy Ghost, and then to serve the God of Israel with all their might, mind, and strength. Bible salvation in Mormon theology is attacked and substituted with an elaborate system of works. Let's take a look at a couple of Bible texts which are very strong on the idea of grace as we continue through this maze. Look at Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. And verse 5. But to him that worketh... What's the next word? Not. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Folks, the New Testament is so strong on this subject that Paul tells us here by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that the first thing you've got to do to get saved after you believe you're a sinner is quit trying. You take a man that mixes grace and works, he gets nothing. He gets nothing. You take a man that says, alright, I'll believe on Christ, but I'm also trusting my works, he does not get the benefits of Christ's atonement. You have got to quit trying to earn your way to heaven. But to him, look at it again, but to him that worketh, not. Here is the man not trying to get to heaven by his works. But he believes on him, Christ, that justifies the ungodly, his self, his own person. He has to come to the conclusion with God that he is ungodly. That's what you had to do in order to be saved. If you didn't do that, you never did get saved. And I've met folks that profess salvation that I believe really didn't get saved because if you talk to them, they really believe they were never ungodly. You talk to them, they say, well, yeah, I'm saved, but, you know, I think I always was saved. I never was that bad. No, they, they don't understand Bible salvation, folks. Bible salvation abandons all hope of self-effort. In my hand, no price I bring. I come empty-handed. I have nothing to offer. Look at Ephesians 2. And again, I know you know these verses, but let's take a look at them by way of Review. Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2 and verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that, what's the next word again? That word not, there's an exclusion there, and not of yourselves. You've got to abandon all hope of self-effort, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, next word, not of works, lest any man should boast. So we have no works to boast of in the sight of God when it comes to salvation. Zero, none, nada, nyet. Now there's a great deal of emphasis laid upon Mormon church organization and administration in salvation. And uh, by this next quote which comes from Mormon Doctrine by Bruce R. McConkie, page 411, you're going to see that the Mormon Church effectively has a pope. I quote, The President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints holds the keys of salvation for all men now living because he is the only one by whose authorization the sealing power of the priesthood Can be used to seal up men to salvation and exaltation in the kingdom of God. So, the Roman Catholic Church is not the only church that professes to have someone that powerful or what I somewhat sarcastically refer to as the fourth member of the Trinity. So does the Mormon Church. The very idea that any man living outside of the God-man Jesus Christ could have that much power over the salvation of men is pure nonsense from a biblical standpoint, folks. Now, it might wash with people that are immersed in a religious tradition, but it's not washing with the Scriptures, folks. Take a look at John chapter 14 and verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, speaking to Philip, I am the way, the truth and the life no man cometh unto the Father but by me. The Bible says there is one God and one mediator or go-between between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. No Mormon President, no Roman Pope, no other priest, preacher, be they Baptist or Buddhist, makes no difference. Christ is the way, plain and simple.
0: We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30, with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids' programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year, and at the same time we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters. Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.